and welcome to Uncultured Gays. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by my co-host... Gay. Brandon. Gay Brandon. That is how he was referred to in high school. Might as well continue that trend now. Uh, no, I was very butch. No one knew. Lies. They all knew. <laughs> it was no surprise when you came out. They were like, oh, honey, we've been waiting. Here's your membership card. <laughs> no, nope. We've been waiting all summer long. <laughs> we've been waiting all summer, and we're so glad you're here. <laughs> it's a it's a reference to a meme on the internet for all you old people yes old people our key demographic <laughs> what what constitutes us old you know we are old considered to some daddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm a daddy now i do have a thing for daddies no um anyhow so, hi. Uh, we are going to recap the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6, episode... 11. No 11. And the episode title is The Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent Monologues. So, let's just jump right into it. So, it picks up... Picture it. Stage. Two queens standing. Silky, not my ganache. And Eureka... Both standing there feeling victorious. Silky, after six weeks of winning back-to-back -back lip syncs, and Eureka, fresh out of an elimination, fighting for a chance to come back. And then RuPaul goes, ladies, I've made my decision. Silky, you're getting pussy punched to the curb. Basically. It was, <laughs> I, I was very happy they didn't waste any time. They yeah, told they us went right, right away. Yeah. So Silky goes home because, I mean, we called that. Yeah. That last lip sync was Eure not her strongest. No. If, if Eureka had lip synced to her in an early week, maybe it would have been a lot closer. But, yeah, Eureka just stole that. She, she did an amazing job. And so, yeah, Eureka's the, Eureka's the plus size bitch coming back to the competition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. You asked me to be energetic today, and I'm trying. Well, because when I called you earlier, you were like, hello, do I really have to see you today? I did not say those words. <laughs> um, it was more, do we have to record? But anyway. Um, so yes, anywho, anywho, I keep saying anywho, anywho, toodaloo, anywho. <laughs> um, so Eureka's coming back. Um, and it cuts to the next day, and the girls don't know uh, the, the, the top four. That Eureka's four. back. Yeah, they're just like, okay, well, we're going to figure it out, I guess. And RuPaul comes in, and she's like, hey, hookers, this is the bitch who's coming back. It's me, RuPaul, joining the competition. Yes, and it's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> um, and yeah, announces Eureka is the one coming back. She comes in through a side door. What we've never had before, and they're like, surprise. Yeah, I was like, oh, that side door, I guess, has been there this whole time. It's a secret door. It's a it's secret like the, tunnel. It's, a, it's like the room of requirement. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, Harry Potter. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was a wonderful little um, thing that happened. Eureka is back. Um, they do a, I think, a mini challenge, if I'm not mistaken, right? Do they? I think they do. They do the Pride Quick oh, Drag that's photo right. shoot, that's sponsored right. by Levi's, featuring all of Levi's annual Shitty ass Pride, shit. Pride merchandise. Some of the stuff was cute. Some. I liked that denim Minimal. jacket. Yeah. A small portion. I, 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 I don't, there was like one shirt I think they did that I kind of hated. It was like, he, him, she, her, they, them, 
we all or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, that's confusing. Like, yeah. why not just make like he, him, we are all or we together or something like that. You know, like, I don't know. But like, you put every pronoun up there, girl, like, make it easier. Why, because she, she's don't matter to No, you? but like, then make a shirt for like, she, her all together. You know, like, I just like, I don't know. If I saw someone wearing that shirt, I'd be like, how do you want me to refer to you? <laughs> like, oh, I, okay, I see what you're saying. I now. see it from that aspect of yeah. like, I'm not thinking like, I'm saying like, <laughs> oh, hello, he, she, they, we, <laughs> like, all, all, like, it, yeah, anyhow, I'm digging a home. Anyhow, um, so they do this lovely little photo shoot and um, they, they, made some very interesting looks. Basically what the challenge was is that they had like, what, 20 or 30 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. Um, to throw together an outfit using all of the, the limited edition Pride merch from Levi's. And uh, some people took it fashion-y and some people took it clowny. And some people just put the stuff on. Put the stuff on the body. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes it works for people and sometimes it doesn't work for people, you know? Um... I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm looking at these photos now. Eureka basically did, like, booty shorts, but with the ass cut out. Yeah, hers was really funny. I, yeah. I liked Eureka's. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. It was a little it was a little much, but it was cute. And then Ginger Minge basically just did, like, booty shorts and a crop top. I was not a fan of Ginger's. I, same. Was not it, a it fan. It was messy. Um, and then we had Miss Kylie Sonique Love, who literally looked like Boy George. Yeah. And I was here for it. Yeah, it was it was cute. I feel like she... I wasn't, a f honestly, like, of, I just wasn't really, like, living for any of them. Yeah, I wasn't living for any of them, but out of all of them, I liked, I think, Kylie's, not Kylie, Kylie's the most. Because, um, I don't know, it just felt like what I would actually see at Pride. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She's, like, she's literally decked out, but it's still very fashion-y and, like, put together. Right, absolutely. Um, Raja O'Hara had basically, like, a big shoulder piece of rainbow fabric and booty shorts as well. Um, and Trinity, she did, like, a cut-out pants with but a crop Her top. look was another one I was like, oh, I would see that at Pride. Yes. Yeah. Her and cute. Kylie were the only ones I felt that way. The rest of them were just like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, serviceable, right? Serviceable. Um, so yeah, anyhow, next thing you know, um, the winner is announced of the mini challenge, and it is Ms. Kylie. Um, and she wins all of the 2021 Pride collection from Levi's. Cool. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, like, can I just get the money? <laughs> right, can I just sell this shit? Bye. I just have the money. But yeah, no, she did a good job. And I was like, all right, good for you. And then after that, RuPaul decides to go Soho's. Our main challenge of the week is the Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent monologues, which for short is the cunt monologues. Right. Which is a play on the, the vagina, vagina monologues, yeah. which I, I feel like people, I was seeing people not getting it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how do you not, the vagina they don't, monologues. They don't, they don't know their history. They don't know the history of theater. Anyhow. Uh, oh my God, why am I saying that word so much today? I don't know. Slap me. Ow. Why would you do that? Do you want it again? Yes. I mean, no, no. I just came, anyhow. I know you did. <laughs> I saw the stain. Yes. Wow. <laughs> no. Um, so the challenge is, 
Uh, basically, they have to write monologues about drag, about them doing drag, about an experience they had in drag. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything in particular to drag, but it has to revolve around you doing drag. Right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Like, yeah, because there's no requirement except, like, tell us a tell us a story yeah. of something that happened to you in drag. Yeah. You know? And so, um, let's just jump to it. Right. Yeah, let's just go into I mean, the performance. I don't think we need to go to the rehearsals. We can just no. talk about yeah. the monologues themselves. Uh, I will say, um, we had Jermaine Fowler and Alec Mappa as yeah. the like guests. And they were good coaches. Critiquers. Yeah. They were helping the girls like figure out their best monologues. It was cute. Um, so first up was Trinity, and her monologue was called Bamboozled. And it was about how she got catfished. Uh, in drag, basically. Yeah, and the whole time, like, it was, I thought it was really good. The whole time I was like, okay, where, where is this story kind of going? And I thought it had a very cute and unsuspecting turn yeah. the way it took. Like, it wasn't the turn I expected it to go, but it was very heartwarming and, like, uh, it was a very, like, uplifting end of the monologue. I would agree. I mean, there, I feel like there was pacing issues, I feel like oh, she yeah. was going through, you know? Yeah. I think she just was like, let me just get this out of my body, and, like, if it comes out fast, it is. But no, I think she did actually a good job, though, and I thought it was a really endearing story, and I think it's probably really relatable to some queens. Yeah. Um, but then also has, like, it's relatable to the queens, but I also felt like it was a smidge kiss-assy when she was like... Yeah. Praising RuPaul. I'm like, girl, this isn't RuPaul's monologue moment. This is your monologue moment. Right. But I feel... But even but if it was a little... Ass, it was yeah. part It was part of the story, I feel like. Yeah. And and we've never seen Trinity be disingenuous, so I feel yeah. like what it, she had said genuine. was probably very much part of the story where she talked about RuPaul. So I, I feel like that actually happened, and so it didn't feel fake or, like, kiss-assy to me yeah. in the moment. Um, but I could see where that could come off as, like, a little catery, but... I'm not saying she was being disingenuous. I'm just saying, like, she was being very genuine. But I also would have been like, girl, why are you talking about RuPaul? This ain't RuPaul's monologue. This is your monologue, you know? Yeah, well... But, anyhow. Um, so, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about what the judges said? Well, I mean... We can. I'm, I mean, I feel like... We're we... waiting until the end. Now let's just do it all at one yeah. big thing. So um, they basically said for Trinity that she did a good job. It was an interesting story. They liked it. Um, they did say that, like, her pacing, she was, was just, just like, really fast with yeah. some stuff. And I think she got caught up in her words at, her, like, a moment or two, you know? But she was right. able to, like, do pretty good. Yeah. Um, next up was Kylie, and her drag monologue was called First Time. And it was... Uh, I don't know. She sat through most of it, which was kind of weird. It was a choice, but I I didn't necessarily think it was a horrible choice right. by any means. It was just a choice. Yeah. It didn't take away from the story, but I felt like maybe if she was standing and moved around a little bit, it would have just, like... Added something to yeah. it. Yeah. More, more character, because it was a, a really good story, yeah. I felt like. Um but yeah, because she was seated, it was almost like, oh, I gotta tell this story. It's kind of the vibe it gave off instead of like, I'm get, I'm letting you in into this world. Yeah, she and her story was basically about the first time she did drag, and she shared that like, she uh, she just got out of military school, and her mom picked her up, and then she r went and hung out with her 
gayest best friend and Joe Paquette. Hi. <laughs> and they brought her to a drag bar and they just looked at her and they're like, girl, you gotta go do drag. Yeah. So they like put her up in drag and made her perform that night. And it was like this really actually really beautiful story about like loving yourself and how she's strived to do that and like live her life to her authentic self because the first time on that stage is when she felt like her. Yeah. The first time that she felt like she was actually herself. Yeah. And it was like a beautiful it was a beautiful story. I was, was like, oh, um, the judges, I think, really liked it. Yeah, they liked the story. They liked how endearing it was. Michelle really loved the message, the overall message, and, like, uh, what it's like growing up queer, and if you're going to be a parent, you know what I mean, how you need to accept your kid and everything. Um, so I think Michelle really attached to that story of all of them. I think that might have been Michelle's favorite. But, uh, yeah. but, but then they also did bring up the whole sitting down and it kind of made it feel a little disconnected. Yeah. Next up, Ginger Minge, My Ruby Slippers. So Ginger tells this story monologue of her being a young gay boy in the South in Florida um, and liking to play in his mom's closet when she's gone, specifically, uh, these, like, red shoes she had, and he, so yeah. he could feel like he was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. I mean, many gay boys have. I mean, my mom was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz, so it was a big part of my life yeah. growing up. Um. And her dad caught her. Yes. And then, and just kind of shook it off, and then later that night, cut to, like, Ginger's mom being like, well, here you go. And it's a box of, you know, Wizard of Oz ruby slippers. Yeah, I mean, the, the way Ginger described them, they didn't really look like ruby slippers, but right. they were ruby slippers to Ginger. You right. know, like young Ginger. Um, and yeah, I, it's one of those, I mean, I'm going to go to what the judges were saying, that it felt so rehearsed. Yeah, it felt like she had set, told that story 8 million times yeah. that day. yeah. It felt, and like, I, it's, it's a wonderful story. Right. I'm slightly skeptic, though, of like, how real is that story? Not that, like, some version of that didn't happen, but is this a glamorized telling of the story? Kind of like in Bohemian Rhapsody, when, like, in the movie, he goes and performs. Did you see Bohemian yes. Rhapsody? Like, Freddie Mercury goes and performs, like, the Live Aid. Um, Right. 1984 thing or whatever. Um, but, like, also that day he tracks down the waiter that he had that one, like, romantic night with. And, like, he also talked to his parents. And, like, and they made it seem like it all happened on that one day, but it didn't. Right. And so I'm wondering, not saying that nothing in this is fictional, I'm just wondering, maybe did it all happen in one day? Like, or was it, like, a couple days span or yeah, something? Yeah, like, are there, like, things that you're just kind of polishing over to make it more cohesive in the story? Which, which like, wouldn't surprise me with Ginger, because Ginger is a consummate joke teller and yeah. storyteller, so she knows how to, like, craft uh, storytelling. So I wouldn't be surprised, but, I, but overall, I think the story was really good, but because of how crafted it was, it did, like, is this 100% real? Like, and it disconnects you. I feel like what the other girls were doing was like having a conversation almost with you, a one-sided conversation, yeah. but you felt like you were a part of their world. And I felt as with Ginger's, I was like, I paid for a performance seat. Like I'm sitting in the theater watching it happen instead of just like listening to this hilarious, because like for me, the other girls were like, I'm telling you this funny-ass story at a party. Right. And Ginger was like, I'm giving you, like, 
Balboa Theater here in San Diego. You right. paid $72 to see me. Like, type of performance. Right, right. Um, and then, like, it wouldn't surprise me if that story wasn't, like, Ginger's one-woman show. And then it, like, went into a song. Because Ginger does right. storytelling and songs. Like, it would make sense. Right. Uh, next up is Raja. And her story was called Bunny Tail. So Raja went for a different approach where I think everyone had, like, heartfelt, like, inspirational, like, moving stories. Raja was like, I have a funny story about the time my balls and dick popped Right, out. which I, I was living. I thought it was such a good story. Yeah. It was so funny. And it was, like, her first time talking and just yeah. everything. And it was just, it was, I thought it was a really fun story. She did have some hiccups in the beginning where she, I think, forgot, like, what she wanted to say next. Kind of. Yeah, like she she had like she fumbled. Oh, at the very front end, the very yeah. beginning, and I was worried because like Raja's been my kind of number one, yeah. for this whole show, and it was like, Ugh. but she recovered so well, and she also used like physicality on stage, right? Because she did like when she talked about her dick and balls popping out, she like grabbed the crotch and then she like wilted up down to the floor, right. and like she like really kind of sold it, and um, the judges agreed. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? No, I liked hers. I thought, again, like, at the very beginning, I was like, oh, God. But then she, like, recovered so fast. Um, and I thought the story was really funny. It was good. It was. I was very entertained by her. I always am. I really love Rasha this season. She really changed my opinion on her from season 11. Um, and then last but not least is Eureka. And her monologue was titled, A Benefit from Boom Boom. Or for, yeah, from no. Boom Boom. Poop. Yes, basically, it's Eureka's dramatic retelling, or not even dramatic, just fun retelling of a time that she shit herself in drag yeah. after eating four cheddar jalapeno corn dogs from a convenience store. And it's it was one of those stories where it was like kind of like Raja's, like super embarrassing, funny. Yeah. But like the other girls, like there was like this inspirational message of like sometimes you just gotta roll with it. You have to laugh at yourself because if you don't, you will never make yeah. it to where you want to be. And like once you're in on the joke, it makes it so much better, you know? Right. Yeah. It was. It was. Just, I think it was like everything we needed, and yeah. we knew kind of going into this challenge that Eureka was gonna be successful because she's such a personality. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it was entertaining. It was really good. It was a really funny-ass story, especially the yeah. way she, like, I could picture it yeah. as she was telling it. it. It truly felt like I was listening to, like, a, a visual meditation where they're like, close yeah. your eyes and yeah. imagine. Like, There's a poop stain on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she thought, what did she call it? Browned mound. Right. Brown mound. Um, but really, it was just the spot. <laughs> also, can we talk about, like, this is so funny to me that, like, they rant and rave for Eureka telling a poop joke, and then Rock'em Sakura does a fart joke and gets read for filth. I know, right? Like, she has a whole dramatic monologue about pooping herself. But yeah, back to season 12, Rock'em literally did a fart joke in her I'm a bad and bitch. And got scolded song. by Michelle. Like, <laughs> it's just because I feel like it picks, they pick and choose who they want to, like, braise and not braise. And they don't really follow, like, a criteria of, like, yeah. oh, poop jokes. Sometimes we like them, sometimes we don't, you know? It just, it's unfortunate because Rockham is such a good queen, you know? Yeah. But they're doing amazing on TikTok right now. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. It was a continuity thing, I noticed. Agreed. So then, time comes, and it is the runway. Oh, you, so they love Eureka, everything that she did. 
um, Eureka, they were like, girl, that was funny. It was so moving and personal and heartwarming, but funny and gross. And we loved every every second of it. And she looked amazing. Given yeah. She was like a Playboy bunny, but like she was really glammed out. It was like a beautiful, beautiful look. Um, so the runway theme was, oops, I did it again. A fashion, a fashionable fashion fail. Yeah. It was a little convoluted. I would have just called it fashion faux pas. Like, yeah, or like fashion fails. Yeah. Like, I didn't need the oops, I did it again, a fashionable fashion fail. Or just leave it as oops, I did it again. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it seemed like a stretch for a title. Right? Like, I, it just didn't make sense to me. It was just a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, we got several different runways because of it. So the first up was Trinity in this gorgeous ball gown, looking stunning from head to toe. And then she turns around. And she had to safety pin it together because it was too small. She had to cut it to open it up. And that was her fashionable fail was like, ugh, I've gained some weight in this pandemic. And now I have to close my gowns of safety pins. Yeah. But honestly, that looks looked super high fashion. Yeah, she looked fucking sickening. Safety pins are a big accessory, too. Like, when you do it, like, oversized like that. I mean, that, yeah, that was, I was like, bitch, this looks stunning. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, this, that was such a good look. That's a strong cosine. Yes, a strong, a heavy, heavy cosine. A heavy signature. Yes. (laughs) Next up is Raja O'Hara and her... This was great. The way she played this up uh, just really added to the performance. But basically the dress is like half fucking on her body and half falling off. And she comes out like the dress is all in her hands and then she like opens and it's just... uh. Well, she does like the thing where she's like someone walked in on her changing and she's like, ah. And like if you notice like her, she ends up putting her arm through the sleeve on the runway. Yeah. And it's literally like this, it's almost like a jumpsuit, but it's like half on her body. Yeah. It's like a really cool look and it's in pink, which is a color we don't see from her a lot. Um, I loved it. And the judges ate the shit up too. Oh, yeah. Next up is Kylie Sonique Loves. Oops, I did it again. Fashionable fashion fail look where she looked like a hot dog girl with like condiment stains on her. It was fun. It was campy. Yeah. But after everybody did it like a really like high end fashion, but with a mistake and she did campy. So it looked out of place. Yeah. So and it's not like, I don't know. I guess not what I would expect it from Kylie to do. I, I don't know. I just wasn't. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. It's cute, but I feel like it's a little basic. Like, I like the idea, but I am also just kind of like, her story was like, well, I'm a sloppy eater, so, you know, I always get stains on me. And it's so if like, you're a sloppy eater, then why are you the waitress? I Right. <laughs> I would have loved if she was wearing, like, a ball gown. And then, and then, like, she was, like, eating food, but, like, already having stains on it. Yeah. But she's, like, eating a hot dog with the condiments falling down. Right. Like, that would have been funny to me, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just, I don't know. I just see things I just see things differently. And then Ginger does performance art. Um, she comes out with, she's like um, curling her hair, yeah. but it's smoking and she accidentally pulls burns her, hair, her hair, off. hair off. She burns her dress. She has burn marks on her face. She burns her hands. And like Ginger's so expressive in her face. So yeah. she's really selling like this storyline. Yeah. And it's 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 cute. I thought it was cute. It was good. And I don't like the dress, but I liked oh, everything else. Oh, the dress else. is hideous. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. And that's a thing about your uh, Ginger. But anyhow. Anyhow. And then I think last but not least is Eureka, who's kind of like a Cinderella, but like at the end of the night. Yeah. 
Like, she was partying up until 11.59 and she realized that she has to go. And, like, scrambled. She was shitting on the toilet and it was 11.59. She's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And so there's toilet paper on her shoe. There's sweat stains all over her, her outfit. Her dress is tucked into the, her panty. Yeah, it was, so, this was so fun. Her hair was, like, windswept and falling out. Yeah. Like, it was cute. I liked it. And the judges really thought it was it. cute, too. Yeah. It told the whole story, you know. And it continued the poop storyline. Kinda, yeah. You know, it definitely did, you know. Um, but yeah, those were our, our runways and our girls. Yeah. So, we already talked about what the judges said about the performances and runways. Um, Eureka's declared the winner. Yeah, you Eureka. I know. You called I was it. on a roll. You guys were like, you need to play the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> because we watched it together and you were like, at the beginning you are like, Eureka, I think, is going to be the first girl to break the curse and come back. Like, and win. And win. Win the challenge and, and everything. stay. Um, which... And I called the lip sync. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> you did call the lip sync later. Um... Anyhow. Um, but yeah, so they go back into the... So Eureka is the top and everyone else is the bottom. Right. And they go back and, um... The girls congratulate Eureka and how amazing it is, but Trinity is looking already like she she's like I know defeated. I'm out of here, and she's like I was top four until all this bullshit happened, and now I'm looking at I'm done because Trinity is like statistically, which the girls are just going off of statistics this season, but like statistically she has been in the bottom the most, yeah, the most she's won twice and she's been in the top and that's great, but she has been in the bottom most. Um, and then she's just very defeated, you know? Yeah, I think it was less her track record and more her attitude that people were looking at. Yeah. It was just, like, it was weird, and that was not the right time to be having that No, moment. you need to go in, like, bitch, I've won That's the most challenges, bitch, besides Well, Ra she's tied with Raja and Ginger. Right. So I would be like, bitch, I'm tied for the most challenge wins. Like, if mm -hmm. anyone should go, it should be fucking Kylie. Yeah, for real. Um, it's an interesting moment because they're all kind of like, everyone's kind of in a similar position. There's no one that's really a front runner. Yeah. And like Eureka had like this really big bond with Trinity that I thought was going to like. I did too. And then she did make the offhanded, like it came off as a joke, but I wouldn't be surprised if she did it where she was going to, she told Ginger, she's like, well, what if I send you home? Like, I might as well just send you home. Like. <laughs> yeah. And which like. That would have been smart. Like, you and I talked when we watched the episode. Like, Ginger and Eureka are very similar in a lot of what they do. So, like, it would have been smart. But Who would you have sent home? Oh, I would have sent home Ginger or Raja. Oh, see, I would have sent home Ginger. I would have sent home Ginger in a heartbeat. Like, it would literally be like, RuPaul would be like, please reveal your Ginger. Like, just because it's like, love you. Like, I, I appreciate the drag that you do. It's just like... We, this is a competition. This is the game. And, well, like, yeah. I'm here to win. You are strong competition. But also, I just don't feel like what you're doing is something new in the world of drag. Right. Well, and I look at, too, like, okay, it's going to be top four. It's the last episode. They're going to crown us. Every time, it's a fucking dance challenge. Who, and a lip sync. And a lip sync. So who's going to fucking ham it up? Ginger... Or Raja is going to slay that, and they're both front runners. So I would have sent one of those two home. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the girls all talk, and some of them cry, but not really. They all vote. They go to the main stage. Eureka's waiting, just like a clown. And then the curtain starts to rise, 
And it is Jada Essence Hall. Oh, winner of there. season twelve. Oh yeah, winner of season twelve. Um, and she comes out looking beautiful in like this open harem pant, yep. like it, stunning. Um, and then RuPaul's like, "All right, bitches, you're gonna lip sync. Bye bye." Yeah. And it's to Little Richard. Richard. Interesting pick. Good golly, Miss Molly. I like the idea of like doing old songs. Old songs are also like male songs yeah. because I feel like that is like a thing in drag that people do. Um, and I love that idea of like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it's a weird song to lip sync to. That's that was my only thing was it's a little bit of an oddball song to do, but like you said, I'm fine with male songs. I'm fine with old stuff. I would have loved it if they did Tutti Fruity. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would have been way more fun to play up. Yeah. You know? Um, um, but they both did, I felt, good with the material they were given. Yeah. Eureka was rolling like a log across the stage. Yeah. Jada was, like, spinning and tricks and just really having fun with herself and all that fun jazz. Um, and then you called it. I, I said, I was like, here's the gagger. It's, they're fighting for top four, but if they have both win, mm -hmm. and it's two different lipsticks, that's an easy way to make it top three. Uh, so both Jada and Eureka won, and now all the girls are shitting, because... Yes. Two girls could go, go home. home. Yeah. And it's revealed from Jada... That the girls voted for Trinity to go home. Yes. Which was, like, heartbreaking and sad. Yeah. In its own way. And then Eureka revealed that she also picked Trinity. Which I was like, okay, I see it, Eureka, that makes sense. Like, well, because here's the other thing, too. They've also brought girls back to vote who gets to come. So, like, I could see if Eureka did a shady, sh something shady, yeah. it could fuck her up if they decide to vote. Which they haven't done that since season three, but... Because it was so hated, I don't think they would do it again because people kept on being very angry that Shangela did not make it. But hey, that was the name of the game, like... That season, yeah. I hope they don't do that. Yeah. I would hate that. Anyhow, um, before we close up, what would you have done for the runway? Um, so I would have just done a slew of fashion faux pas. So I would have done uh, black dress shoes with like t really high white socks. And then I would have done like a brown skirt with a dark black like um, suit, like women's suit jacket and then a navy blue oh undershirt God. so i would have just done like just the ugliest of mismatched shit okay but uh, but that's the runway so i would have done something where it looked like i fell into a giant shredder okay like you know like oh like i just robbed a bank and i have to jump over the fence but it's all covered in barbed wire or some shit like yeah that. like just like your clothes are ripped to shreds yeah but i would like still serve it if yeah that makes sense yeah you know because i feel like if we're doing the way that like some of these girls thought like oh i have to safety pin myself in or stains or you know like fashion fail like all my clothes are shredded yeah as fuck and just like hanging on my body if that was the case i'd probably do like a like a kimono not kimono but like uh, almost like a caftan type yeah. of look like a closed caftan and it's all like ripped to denim and shit like so like what Evie Oddly did oh fuck yeah never mind not what Evie Oddly <laughs> did uh I would figure it out something yeah something um I saw what Jan would have done and that made me upset oh she yeah she was gonna do like covered in paint hers was great yeah um but so yeah next week is the finale 
Um, the girls are going to have to sing and dance and record a song. Sashay away. And then pop their pussies on the floor. Who do you want to win? Raja. Same. I want Raja to win so bad. I think she's deserving. Twitter also thinks so. Because if you go to the RuPaul's Drag Race Twitter page and see who's gotten the most likes on those. Like when they're like, are you team blah, blah, blah. Team Raja has the most. And I'm like, good. I want her to win. The end. She deserves it. Um, so yeah. In the meantime, um, we will be bringing you that episode next week then to talk about the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 6. Is that right, sis? Yeah. So we're going to go because also our Taco Bell is about to be here and we are hungry. Bye.